Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Wisconsin's potato harvest is about three-quarters complete, but harvest is just half the battle. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. With temps above normal across the state and some areas getting a lot of rain, potato storage can be an issue. I talked to Tamis Houlihan, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers Association, about this year's harvest and storage thus far. This season has brought a number of challenges. I mean, it started very good with an early spring but then we had really cool temperatures in May, and the crop didn't do much. And we had a Memorial Weekend frost. That, that wasn't really a deep frost, but it nipped some of the emerging potato plants. Then we had those weeks of extreme heat and, and just high temperatures in the 90s, day after day in June, kind of drought-like conditions. And then we finally had some return to normal in July, But then August, we had a tremendous amount of rainfall. There was one weekend in August where summer has just got 11 inches of rain. And that's really the beginning of our harvest season. And so it's been a real challenge. Um, Fortunately, the month of September was a blessing. We really had very good harvest conditions. There were a few days where it was too warm. And the growers have learned that, that they just need to stop harvesting when temperatures get above 70 degrees. Um, and it seems odd. It seems like a beautiful day. They could be out there digging potatoes, but the crop does not do well. Those tubers need to be cool when you dig them, or if you put them into storage when they're too warm, they do break down. And so that is a big concern is, you know, we, we had to harvest in September on some days when it was mid-60s, pushing 70 degrees, and on those days, the potatoes that were harvested, it'd be good to just send them out and, and get used right away because if they have to sit in storage for months, they do start to break down. And so we don't really know yet how big of an issue it will be, but we've learned through history that when you store very warm potatoes, they can break down. And so the, the growers are very worried about the spuds that were dug when it was warm. But again, September was a good month for harvest. October has been favorable. We're just really thankful we haven't had a deep frost, and I don't see one in the forecast for the next week or so. And we do think we'll be able to wrap up harvest by the middle of October, in which case I think we'll come out okay. We're seeing average yields and good quality. Now, in those areas that got soaked with rain, the growers had to just work around them. I mean, in some cases, the potatoes were lost. They were drowned out and uh, unusable. And so we will have some losses due to the heavy rains in late August. But overall, I think we're going to have a good crop and, and average yields and good quality. I've learned that it seems to be a delicate balance between potatoes breaking down in storage and then also that potential early frost. And it seems like it's a challenge. It really is. And there was a horrible year back in 2018 when it was incredibly warm in September, and so the growers waited. And then when they finally had a chance to dig, we had a deep frost in October, and we lost a massive amount of the crop. And so now we've got growers saying, well, I'm going to have to push it. If it's 70 or 72 degrees, we're going to keep harvesting because the threat of a frost is greater than the threat of high temperatures causing breakdown in storage. And so I had a number of growers tell me after 2018, 
we're going to have to push that window a little bit higher in terms of temperature when we dig in, in September uh, just to avoid that, that killer frost. And so you just you have to take what Mother Nature gives you sometimes. And I think we're fortunate so far that we haven't had a frost. And so you're right. There's a delicate balance between, okay, are we going to dig today at 70 degrees? Uh, and, okay, we can wait another day or two because I don't see a frost in the forecast. The other thing a lot of growers are doing is they're starting to harvest at night. They've found that, you know, these 50-degree temperatures at night are almost ideal for harvest. And as long as they can, you know, have equipment with lights on it and they have labor, uh, who the, the folks who know what they're doing and have done it before, they can harvest potatoes at night and do a really good job and get the crop out in good condition. Does weather growing season determine what the potatoes will be best used for, whether it's uh, storage or chipping or something else? Not so much the weather. Uh, the potato varieties are really dictating how those spuds are used. Um, there are certain varieties that lend themselves to processing for french fries. There are different varieties like the round whites that are used more for chips. Um, we're seeing a big increase in yellow potatoes for grocery stores. Those are becoming much more popular. And uh, certainly the, the russets are good for what we call table stock, again, grocery store use. But the weather doesn't impact that uh, significantly. It's more a function of the variety of the potato. You mentioned labor. How is workforce right now in the potato and vegetable growing sector? It's a real challenge. I mean, it's like anything else. Um, it's one of those things where they never have enough and they don't have enough reliable labor. And they need more help during the harvest season than at any other time of year. And so, you know, you see the signs all up and down the street uh, everywhere you go where we're now hiring, you know, help wanted. It's the same in, in farming and in the ag industry. Um, it's always been a very high priority is to have good labor. And I think, you know, they're able to get the job done. And I think a lot of growers are investing in equipment that can maybe take the place of a person or two just because they have to, because they can't find enough people to do the jobs that they need done. And so we're starting to see a lot more automation and packing sheds. We're seeing, you know, robotic balers and stackers. Um, we're seeing very large equipment that can harvest 8, 10, 12 rows of potatoes at one time. And so the farmers are adjusting to make sure that they can you know, grow and harvest their crops in a timely manner, but it's a huge challenge. Labor is, is still a huge challenge, and it will probably continue to be for the immediate future. You represent more than just potatoes. You also represent vegetable growers and uh, have good insight into what's going on in, in food processing as well. What are we seeing there as far as vegetable crops this year? How are things looking? Pretty good overall between the peas, the beans, the sweet corn. Um, we've got a good onion crop. One thing we found uh, due to COVID was that people stocked up on canned vegetables and frozen vegetables, and we hope that trend continues. Uh, we, we saw a big increase in the consumption of some of these vegetables that in the past uh, had really been on the decline in terms of uh, consumer acceptance and overall consumption. And so when folks were stuck at home and, and they had to go to the grocery store maybe once a week, 
they were buying the canned corn and the canned peas and the canned green beans. And uh, we were pleased to see that because they're incredibly nutritious, they're healthy, they're good for you. And so we hope that trend continues. They're easy to cook at home. And it was true with the potatoes as well. When COVID hit, you know, the potatoes, you couldn't keep them on the shelves at stores. People were stocking up. And they've learned that, you know, it's it's pretty easy to incorporate potatoes and vegetables into your home-cooked meals. And so that's a trend that's continuing. And so we saw a little bit of an increase in, in the acreage and, and the volume of production of those canned veggies. And so it's been good. The crops have all done pretty well this year. Sometimes it's hit or miss depending on the field or the location in our state. I mean, we're a huge producer of cabbage for kraut and pickles for cucumbers and some of the other vegetables that you don't always think of. Um, but Wisconsin is a huge producer of those, and we're having a good year for those crops. Has demand gone back up in the restaurant space? States out west that grow potatoes primarily for French fries took a huge hit um, when COVID hit and the restaurants closed. Uh, and it wasn't just restaurants. It was all the different food service avenues, the schools and the hotels. The whole travel industry was shut down. And so those states out west uh, had a huge decrease in volume. And I would say that that business is coming back, and it's coming back strong. Um, we're still not quite to pre-COVID levels in terms of the overall use of food service, potatoes and vegetables, but it truly is coming back strong. I think people are, are wanting to go out to dinner, and, and they're starting to travel again, and they're, they're starting to fill up the hotels. And so as that continues, I think it bodes well for the future of the potato and vegetable industry. And fortunately, Wisconsin was very diversified. And so even though we have a big French fry sector in our potato industry, it's about 20 to 25% of our crop goes to that. A lot of those potatoes did get diverted to the grocery store because those potatoes are just fine to eat um, as baked or boiled or mashed potatoes as well. Um, It's just that what I was mentioning earlier, some of the other varieties don't do as well to make French fries. But the converse is is good in that even though those potatoes were grown to be made into French fries, they're certainly good to, to have at a grocery store. And, and so we weren't hit as hard as the states out west who everything they grew was intended to be grown for food service. Yeah, you know, speaking of states out west, this year they've also been hit with wildfires and droughts. Has that maybe been good for Wisconsin potatoes then? Well, we hate to see that. I mean, uh, the answer is yes, in a sense, in that they will have a little bit of a reduced production uh, due to some of their weather issues. And whenever there is a reduced supply, there's a greater demand and the price may come up a little bit. But you could ask any potato grower in Wisconsin, and he would not wish that on his, his you know counterparts in the western states. No. Um, but it is true. I mean, anytime one area has a disaster, um, it reduces supply and, and demand is, is greater, and then you have higher prices for the other regions. And I think in our industry, it, it kind of takes turns. <laughs> one area will get hit one year, and the other area will get hit the next. And, you know, we took our turn in 2018 by just getting devastated by a frost. And so, and this year, you know, those states out west, we just had a meeting last week in Arizona where all the different states uh, that raise potatoes have a state manager meeting, and we get together, and 
Yeah, there's some some serious issues with drought and, and smoke damage from the wildfires. But overall, they came through it pretty well. And they're encouraged by the resurgence of, of restaurants opening and, and the food service sector coming back. Uh, even exports are starting to go up and things like that. So I don't think we're going to see a disaster out west, but we may see some reduced production. Certainly the drought was a huge issue. I think Colorado got nailed by some hail, so their production's reduced a little bit. Um, but overall, um, we've got a pretty resilient industry, and, and the growers kind of plan for a bad year every five or six years or so, and so they'll come through it okay. Yeah, Tamas, I feel like we're seeing disasters maybe in other places, and for example, the ports, where container shipments are piling up. I didn't know if growers are seeing an impact from that, container shortages happening, maybe some export problems, or maybe even in the food processing facilities, they are maybe not getting the containers they need for canned food. It is an issue. Um, and again, unfortunately, it hammers those states that are on the coast, more so than Wisconsin. But yeah, when you've got you know 70 ships sitting off the port of Long Beach, that's a problem. And it's not just for agriculture, it's all kinds of different industries that are impacted by that. And so it's an issue that we talked about, and it does affect our ability to export and import. And uh, we'd like to see that problem resolved. But for Wisconsin, it really wasn't that big a deal. Although, you know, we are part of the whole, and, and people frequently say, you know, a rising tide floats all boats. When things are, are not so good, as we just discussed, for, for folks out west, they'll be okay and maybe even better for folks in the Midwest. And so we don't, we'll just plug away and do the best we can and get through it. That's the word on potato and vegetable harvest from Tamas Houlihan, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers Association. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.